podcast my name is charlie this is my brother drew and uh we have been over the last couple of weeks trying to work on getting drew a uh, better microphone so it doesn't sound like he's talking in like an aluminum can but um evidently somebody stole his package i don't know i think he's full of shit i don't even think he ordered one but um so yeah he still sounds like he's in a fucking soda can talking but uh, it is currently one fifteen where I am, and it is 6.15 where Drew is, so we're still on an odd time schedule here, but we're making it work. But uh, there were no fights this last Saturday, no UFC fights, I should say. There were no UFC fights this last Saturday because of the uh, pay-per-view fight they had the weekend before with, uh, um, God, I always want to say Francis Ngannou, with Cyril Gain and uh, Derek Lewis. Um, and we talked about that in our last podcast. And then looking forward um, to the next upcoming weeks and, and the kind of the news in the UFC, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I actually saw a, a couple of different articles and, and sources talking about possibly Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier fighting. What's your take on that? Um, I don't think they're going to end up fighting. They've been matched up to fight before that was in 2018 yeah yeah um i don't think they'll end up fighting just because nate's not gonna fight at 155 again he's just put on too much muscle um dustin might go up to 170 but not right now because he's the number one contender to fight for the title um and the minute that he gets the title he's gonna be making more money because he'll have pay-per-view points and all that stuff so it makes no sense for him to try to fight Diaz right now he will eventually I'd bet but not right now yeah I mean and here's the other thing though like Nate Diaz doesn't have I mean I don't say he doesn't have that many fights left in him he doesn't have that many years left in him though well Nate's like 36 so he's not too terribly old his brother is 38 yeah but even Nick like Nick is coming back to fight Robbie Lawler and both of them are kind of out the door this is just a yeah you know, this is just a fight for the Diaz army, really. Like, that's all the, the Nick Diaz fight is. But uh, Nate Diaz is, he, I kind of see, I think Nate Diaz, I think Conor McGregor, I think that whole era of fighters are on the tail end of their, uh, not tail end, on the downhill roll of their career, right? Like, their peak was, you know, 2017, you know, and now it's like, okay, you guys are kind of going downhill not really in a bad way but it's just everybody knows they're getting older you know they're not going to be in their they're necessarily their prime anymore i think the only one who's really in their prime right now is dustin poirier well connor could be in his prime if he had kept fighting in the ufc and not gone over to boxing and not taken so much time off because connor's the same age as dustin i believe he's only like 32 um but he just lost so much time by not being in the cage that he just fell out of it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, I, you know, I think the fight, the last fight against Dustin Poirier was kind of an important fight for Connor. And, like, if he had to lose, he lost in the best way possible because mm-hmm. nobody knows for sure. Everybody's pretty sure Dustin Poirier was going to whoop his ass, I think. 
but nobody, you know, we won't know for sure. So we'll have to see how his next fight is, but nobody knows who he's going to fight next. He's talking about Kamar Usman. I'm like, that's a horrible idea for McGregor right now. Yeah, he would. He's not gonna. First off, he wouldn't actually want to fight Kamaro because uh, he knows he'd just get wrestle fucked the whole fight. Um, he, and besides that, Kamaro is just much bigger than him. Kamaro is a really big welterweight. So, yeah. old Marty. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, um, um, yeah. yeah, old Marty from Nebraska. Um, yeah, so I saw that in the boxing world. Uh, Ryan Garcia is still kind of out of the fight game. He's looking at coming, taking a comeback fight. I think he's fighting, uh, I want to say, Jojo Diaz. So, that that you know, that's a good fight for Ryan Garcia, I think. I think it's a solid fight. Jojo Diaz is, I want to say, he's 34-1. and one. Um, Yeah, but that sound, it just sounds like it's another setup fight for him. It's I don't think it's a setup fight. Jojo Diaz is a pretty, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a solid fighter, and I think, this is going to be a good taste of adversity for Ryan Garcia. Um, but, you know, the the big four in the 135-pound weight class right now, you have uh, uh, Ryan Garcia, Gervonta Davis, uh, Devin Haney, and uh, who's the other guy? Tia, uh, Tio, I can never Tio pronounce Fimo his first Lopez. name. Huh? Teofimo Lopez. Teofimo Lopez. I, I will never pronounce his, right na- his first name correctly, but... Those are like the big four in the 135-pound weight class right now. Why are none yeah. of them fighting each other? Because boxers never want to fight the other top boxers. They just want to pad their records and say they're the best. That's the I, don't, I don't agree with that at all. I think that that's a false statement. I think that there's so many athletes in boxing that, sure, there's definitely some boxers that just want to pad their record. But, like, I, I don't really see Ryan Garcia as the type to pad his record. I mean, he's only, what, 13 and... Oh, is he? No, he's more than that. He's a 16 and 0. He's something like that. He he hasn't had over 20 fights. I can guarantee you that. Um, the only you know, Devin Haney, that I, we see, the only boxers we see fighting the other top boxers right now are the heavyweight division, where you have Joshua well, Fury, Wilder, and then the uh, I think it's just the lightweight division where Lomachenko is, and Lomachenko just lost to. I forget who the fuck he lost to when he lost his belts, but um, those are the but only Lim- two divisions where you have people fighting the other top boxers in boxing. Everybody else fights scrubs and just calls out the other top boxers, and they never end up fighting each other. Well, and so that's what's happened a lot in the 135-pound weight class is it's been a lot of fucking calling out bullshit, and nobody's ever done it. But So, yeah, the big four need to figure their shit out because I believe – Devin Haney's the only one like who's taking fights. Devin Haney's the only and I'm not if I had to pick between Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia, I would probably pick Ryan Garcia, but at the same time Devin Haney is the only one who's fucking looking to fight people. Um which is why Devin Haney has a lot more fights. Now, I think Devin Haney has a lot more padded fights, but that's just my personal opinion, but ooh, sorry. I got like a cramp going on over here cuz I'm such an athlete talking about it. Um Josh Taylor uh, versus Jack, uh, 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 what is it, Catterall? They're fighting December 18th. So I'm a huge Josh Taylor fan. He's the Scottish guy. He's unified all the belts in his division. Um, uh, now, uh, Jack Catterall is uh, a mandatory fight for Josh Taylor. 
So, I, you know, I think everybody knows how that's going to go for Josh Taylor. But um, we probably will see Josh Taylor versus uh, Terrence Crawford, which that's a fight everybody wants to see. But Terrence Crawford also has a mandatory fight. Um, I think Sean Porter is who he's fighting. So as long as both of those guys win, which I think they will, we'll see. Mandatory jo- fights are almost always gimme fights for the title holder. Yeah. Almost so, every single time, it's just a padded fight for whatever the WBC just wants their belt holder to win another fight. Right. So Josh Taylor's gonna he's probably gonna win that fight. But if he wins that fight against Jack Catterall and Terence Crawford wins against Sean Porter, then Josh Taylor, I think I think he's already said he's going up to 147 to fight Terence Crawford at. So if he does that. That will be an interesting fight. Now, what is even more interesting, and we're getting further and further out uh, on an outlook here, uh, uh, Earl Spence Jr. and Manny Pacquiao. Now, I know Earl Spence Jr. had some complications here, so we don't know when this fight's going to take place or if it's going to take place. Supposedly, if Josh Taylor had won against uh, Jack Catterall and he won against Terrence Crawford, there was a possibility of him fighting the winner of Earl Spence Jr. versus Manny Pacquiao. That's an interesting fight. Yeah, well, Pacquiao's probably he's on the tail end of his career. Yeah, Pacquiao he is. He's on the he's he's riding into the sunset. But it would still be really cool to see Josh Taylor fight Manny Pacquiao or Earl Spence Jr. Either one of them, yeah. I think, is a great fight. Um, you know, Josh Taylor wants to go after a different weight class, which is a very difficult thing to do. But uh, I mean, I mean the guy's an incredible fighter. So I would love to see that, and and I think for Scotland that's a big deal too. Um, but I, I like I'm a I'm a big Josh Taylor fan. It was funny though. I think after he won the belt, the one when he won the last belt. I don't remember which one he won, but when he unified all of them, uh, he was going home. He flew I think United Airlines home, and they lost all of his belts. Hmm. So he's like. In the same day, he's like, I unified all the belts, and then I lost all of them in the same day. He's like, thanks a lot, United. Like, no fucking shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. Shout out United Airlines. But uh, I haven't even looked, switching topics back to UFC MMA. I did not watch any of the PFL fights. Well, so I watched um, probably the last three or four PFL fights. So the only two I was interested in was the Clay Collard fight, and he was fighting some Brazilian guy. Um, it was a lightweight fight. Um, and the Brazilian guy he was fighting is best friends with the guy who won the, the tournament the last two years in the lightweight division. But um, Clay Collard got completely robbed. Every single person, every fan, every media member, every athlete that scored that fight scored the first two rounds for Collard. And the last round obviously went to this other dude, um, this Brazilian guy. But it was a complete robbery. They gave all three rounds to this Brazilian dude, and it, he didn't come close. So Collard just got gypped of fighting in the final for the million-dollar prize fight. And it's really sad that that happened because that's a lot of money to be getting gypped out of. Um, Collard was probably actually going to win the tournament. He was my favorite to win that after he beat Pettis. But... um. So that was sucked. And then the next fight, the Roy McDonald-Roy Cooper fight. Roy McDonald was a heavy favorite because he's a big name that the PFL signed. Um, Roy Cooper won the welterweight division tournament last year, I believe. Roy Cooper just trains in his garage with his brothers and his dad. That's his whole fight camp. 
and he wrestled the fuck out of Roy McDonald, and then he even knocked, uh, got a few combos in on the feet that caused Rory to make some bad shots and wound up back on his back again. And so he won the fight decisively all three rounds. And so that was a pretty big upset just because of who Rory McDonald is. Um, so those fights were interesting to watch. Um, outside of that, Bellator, I didn't pay attention to their fight card really at all i wasn't interested but yeah i just didn't have a lot of time this week we're pretty busy but um but the i knew you were watching up. the pfl fights the um, fights coming up there's actually some good fights on this weekend's ufc card the yeah cannonier versus castellum mm-hmm. like yeah no that, i mean that itself is a good fight i think that it's unfortunate because yeah. kevin castellum is kind of on a bad track track record right now but he's a good fighter colvin gastelum only fights the top guys in the division. Right. And so he won his last fight against Ian Heinish, I believe, um, which was almost like a tune-up fight for him. He lost before that to Jack Hermanson by like a quick heel hook. He get, he just got caught um, before that. Or he just lost to Robert Whitaker, actually, his last fight. Yeah, that's that, what it was, yep. And that was a good fight, but Robert Whitaker's just, he is the number two guy in that division until he beats Adesanya right now. There's no question about it. Um, yeah, I mean, Jared Cannonier too, he's 37 years old, so this is kind of his last shot at a possible title fight, which I don't yeah. think he's going to get. Well, I mean, that's where... has a cool story because he, he actually used to work for Tech Ops in the FAA out in Alaska, and he started out as a heavyweight in the UFC. I didn't and know that. he had, I think, two fights at heavyweight. He might have won both of those, but then he dropped down to, like, middleweight or, I mean, light heavyweight. He had some fights there. Um, he like probably went 50-50 there, I believe, and then he dropped down to middleweight, and he's been he's had a pretty good track record since then. He lost to uh, Robert Whitaker, and did he lose to somebody else? I don't think so. I think he just lost to Whitaker, um, but he went on a pretty good tear in the middleweight division before he lost to Whitaker. And Whitaker is just the top dog right now. He's the one that's fighting the most often yeah. in that division. Kenner. He's the best. So Jerry Cannonier, I think before he lost to Whitaker, he he was on a three fight win streak, I believe. Cannonier, yeah, because he, ranked, he what beat is he ranked, Hermanson. Yeah, Cannonier's number three right now. Yeah. So this is this is Jared Cannonier's last shot. I just this is a tougher matchup for him because Calvin Gastelum is de- not desperate, but he's hungry. And Calvin's he's younger, younger too. Yeah. Right. He's he's twenty twenty nine something like Even that. Even though he's been around longer, he's younger. Yeah. But, we'll we'll see what happens. I uh, I think that I think it goes the distance, but I think it's Calvin Gastelum. It's gonna be a good fight. Calvin uh, has a solid fucking head. He doesn't really get knocked out too easily. Um, Cannoneers really solid. I don't know. It's a good fight. Calvin probably tries to wrestle some. Um, yeah, absolutely. But we'll see. It's it's a good fight. I don't really have anybody. Cannoneer's favorited, but I don't know that he should be necessarily. He's only favorited because Kelvin's probably had this, uh, He not even a losing streak. He's only lost one fight in a row now, but um, it's just that's why he's favored. He's lost probably three of his last four, but... They're, they've all been to the top guys, so you can't really say that that's bad. I don't know. And then, uh, fucking, uh, 
Oh, uh, TJ Dillashaw. He, like, I don't know if you really want to call it a call-out, but he was talking a bunch of shit about Sean O'Malley. He's like, he'll never be a fucking champion, this, that, and the other. I'm like, uh, is this guy watching the same fights that we watch? Huh. Like, <laughs> Well, Sean's just never been... He's fighting... He hasn't fought... The only person he's fought that's been decent is Cheeto Vera, and Cheeto... Got lucky. Knocked him out. Yeah, but got he still lucky. knocked him out. Yeah, because so he got... But you can't he say he's going to be like, champion. No, but you can't say he's like, going to be champion because he's never been tested outside of Cheeto where he, his leg fucking gave out on him. So, But he's he also, be, he is like trying to call out names. He's trying to fight people, but at the same time, he says him. At the same time, he says that um, he's fine just fighting unranked guys because he's just going to get paid the same amount of money. So No, he doesn't truly believe that, though. He wants to fight names because he wants to get He wants to get real. paid more to fight bigger right. names, too, though. He doesn't want to get paid Well, yeah, but you need to pay dollars. that dude more. Look at all the highlights yeah. that the UFC gets from him. Like, yeah, you need to be paying that motherfucker. Yeah. But, um, I mean, uh, yeah. who's he trying to fight? He's trying to fight Aljamain Sterling, trying to fight Peter well, he Yan. Was, he was, the UFC wants him to fight Frankie Edgar at Madison Square Garden in November, but he said he can't do that, so they yeah, might end up fighting his, in December. Yeah, they might fight. Uh, Frankie Edgar and him might fight in December. That's a good fight because Frankie's kind of towards the end of his career. Frank, Frankie just got knocked out by uh, Corey Sandhagen um, in his last fight. Fuck but Corey that's a animal. that's a good fight because it's a it's a big it's a name for O'Malley to beat. It's a tougher fighter than he's fought so far. It's a beatable style matchup for O'Malley, but also Frankie can spoil that fight too. So that's a, a good fight, and hopefully we can see that in December. But I just think uh, I think O'Malley has worked enough that he deserves a shot at somebody. I'm not saying he needs to be. Yeah, but I wouldn't. You fucking... can't give him a top five guy. He hasn't even fought a. No, I was gonna guy. say the same thing. He doesn't need a top five guy, but you gotta give him a name. Even if they gave him Frankie Edgar, I think Frankie's still a top ten guy. So he's still. Jumping I, think, the I don't line think Frankie Edgar is gonna be a good competition for him. I think O'Malley's gonna gonna fucking just roll right over him. I think so, but. That's a good name to put on your record, and Frankie's not a scrub, so. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, O'Malley is—he's super interesting, and like his honestly, his relationship with his coach is super interesting. Like everything about that guy's story to me is very interesting. How he came from Montana. Well, his coach know, has been his coach since he's been like seventeen, sixteen years old. Yeah, I think right? sixteen years old when he, he moved, moved to Phoenix. He moved to Phoenix with his coach yeah. when he was like seventeen. So. Right. He's got a really close relationship with his coach. They're both from that small area in Montana. Right. Um, and, so. and, you know, it doesn't. it's not a normal relationship that he has with another coach. And at the same time, like, he's young. And he's young in a, in a young mindset. But I don't want to say he's immature. Yeah. As, as much dumb shit as he does and says and looks and acts and whatever. Like, he's not stupid. He yeah. knows what he's doing. But he likes to have fun. Um, I just think he's a f- fucking super unique fighter. Like, I think it's interesting because like I I kind of compare him to Conor McGregor. His uh his eccentricity. I don't even know what word I'm looking to use, but how how eccentric he is. Like, I kind of compare him to Conor McGregor a little bit, and I don't know. I think some people will tell will try and and make the argument that he's trying to rip off Conor McGregor, and I don't really think that. I think he's his own person. I just think he's a different type of eccentric. Well, Connor also, wasn't even eccentric until he was like at the top. Like Connor was just—he right. had a loud mouth. That was about it. 
but I I think that Sean O'Malley has a lot of a lot of potential for the UFC period, and I think that they they need to start fucking promoting him because McGregor, if he loses one more time, like actually loses a fight, they're gonna lose a lot of draw with McGregor, you know, and uh, I think that uh, O'Malley could be the next kind of money boy for them, and you yeah, know, we'll have to see. But, but um, some of the other fights this weekend. On the prelims, um, fuck, what was the fight that I was looking at? Oh, I'm on the fucking wrong card here. Just a second. Um, the Roosevelt-Roberts fight is one of the second fights of the night. Um, that's going to be a good fight. He's always fun to watch. I don't know the guy he's fighting. But um, Brian Kelleher, 135-pound division. He's mm-hmm. probably like a top 15 guy or just outside the top 15. He would be a good guy to watch against O'Malley. Um, he's fighting some guy I don't know, but Brian Kelleher is always fun to watch. I've watched a bunch of his fights. Um, and then the first fight on the main card is Alexander Alexandra Pantoja versus Brandon yeah, Roy Brandon Ball. Royal. Yeah. That's a flyweight fight. That's essentially – it's number three versus number six, but it's essentially going to be the number one contender fight. The winner of that probably fights Brandon Moreno for the title. Um, yeah. Brandon Roy Vall is really fun to watch. He's like a really wily-type fighter. Alexander Pantoja is a very good fighter. Um, Brandon Roy Vall hasn't been tested as much, but he's very good. His jiu-jitsu is insane. He's got some good striking. That's going to be a fun fight to watch. So skip ahead one more week. Just briefly talk about the main fight. It's uh, Gija Chickadee Chickads. Chickades. You know what? Side note. Can we rename some of these fighters? Because, yeah. you know, how the fuck am I ever going to keep up with this shit? But anyway, maybe I'm just too stupid to be doing this. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Gija Chickad, Chickadees, I don't know. He fucked Cub Swanson. He knocked out Cub yes. Swanson. Well, he didn't, and then, uh, he didn't knock him out. He TKO'd him for, with a fucking liver kick. A well, brutal okay, liver same, kick. Yeah, same thing. To me, that's a knockout. He not, he, Cub Swanson went into immediate crippling pain when he hit him there. But anyway, um, and uh, Edson Barboza. That, yeah. that that that's a good fight. That's a really good fight. Those both of those guys, I believe, are new to the UFC. I know Edson Barboza is new. No, isn't Edson Barboza from like PFL or one or something? No, Edson Barboza has been in the UFC for years. He fought Khabib probably in 2015 in the lightweight division. Edson Barboza has been around for a while. Oh, who's the guy I'm thinking at that came over? He came over. He looks just like Edson Barboza. He came over from like PFL or one championship or some shit, like on a five day notice and fought somebody and won. Mm, it wasn't that remember. long ago, a couple months ago. But, but I thought Giga, it was Edson Barboza. Giga Chickadee or whatever the fuck his name is. He's rather new to the UFC. I no, I know like, he's new. I thought both fights, of those guys but... were new though. Edson Barboza. I was like, I know that name, but looking at the guy's face, I'm like, I think he just came over. No, that's in Barboza. He's new to the 145-pound division re- relatively. He's had like three fights there, but he's been around a while. Man, that's going to bother me that I can't figure out who that was. But, damn. Well, anyway, uh, I think still that's going to be a phenomenal fight. Yeah. 
So but, I'm looking forward to that next week. I don't want to dive too deep into that card right now because well, it's still kind of well, far out. Yeah, just what's interesting about that card is obviously Kevin Lee's coming back. Um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, he was supposed to be fighting a guy. Mike Perry? Was he supposed no, to fight? No, he was supposed to fight uh, Sean. Uh, oh, Sean Brady. Yeah, he was supposed to fight Sean Brady, but Sean Brady fight. had an infection or something. I think he got COVID or just got a No, virus he or had a – so what happened was – and I only know this, oddly enough, one of the guys that I'm deployed with right now is from Philly, which I guess is where Sean Brady's from. Mm-hmm. So he used to go to a gym that Sean Brady used to go to. So he's a, you know, kind of a, a home homeboy Sean, Bra- Sean Brady fan. Um, so he's telling me about he's supposed to fight Kevin Lee, but he had like an infection or something. He had some cut on his foot or something like that, and it got like massively infected. So like he had to go to the hospital, so he had to back out of the fight with Kevin Lee. Like I think he almost had to amputate his leg. He he's like he thought he was gonna lose his leg. Probably staff. But, um, I don't know, Mercer. Yeah, I don't know if it was staff. I think he said it was a cut, but whatever it was, it would make more sense to me if it was staff. But the the foot's kind of an odd spot for staff. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Brady's a fun fighter to watch for sure. I think so too. I think Sean Brady's an up and comer. Um, but also on this card, the other two fights, the first two fights on the main event are both the uh, Ultimate Fighter. Finale fights um, for the bantamweight and the middleweight division. So uh, that'll be that's interesting to watch. I've kind of been following the Ultimate Fighter a little bit. Um, I have then, not. I wish I was because I do like Brian Ortega, but yeah, it's kind of not been that entertaining. Um, but whatever. Then it looks like they got a couple good fights on the prelims on that week's card too. But let's also a little... talk about something that I know you're super interested in and it's uh coming up on i think the 27th or the 29th of august i can't remember off the top of my head but it's uh rough and rowdy mm-hmm. it's uh pac-man jones versus somebody pac-man jones versus lights out bobby lane <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm actually i i get a kick out of rough and rowdy i think it's fucking funny as hell to watch and um Watching the fucking like Facebook previews for these fights is gonna be fucking hilarious. So, I will one hundred percent be watching that. Dave Portnoy and fucking uh, Big Cat are gonna be fucking announcing it again. So, it'll be some funny shit. But I'll definitely be watching that too. Uh, that's yeah. getting closer. Uh, yeah. So, kind of a slow week. I think for fights this past week, it should kind of step up next week. I don't think it'll be anything crazy. And then we'll look forward to the next pay-per-view fight once they figure all that shit out. Um, I haven't really done a lot of research into how they're treating the COVID and going back to Fight Island and stuff like that. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. But uh, Well, they're going to Fight Island in, for the September... No, not for this for the October fight, and it's going to be a non pay per view pay per view fight. I don't know. A non pay per view pay per view fight. Yeah, it's going to be. Oh, that's right. A numbered pay per view event that's not pay per view, and it's going to air at eleven thirty Eastern time in the U.S. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's interesting. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, if Anybody listening to this, you guys have any comments that you want to throw in or if you want to get on the podcast or anything like that, uh, shoot me an email or Drew an email. Uh, it'll be at average.impact.ai at gmail.com. Um, 
yeah, shoot us an email. We're open. Uh, we'll answer any questions that we can. And uh, if you want to hear something uh, specific or you want to get on and talk to us about fights and quiz us about our uh, lack of knowledge, I'll let you quiz Drew because he knows a lot more than I do. But uh, I'll sit there and, and laugh. Um, yeah, so hit us up on email, average.impact.ai at gmail.com. Other than that, I don't think I have anything left for this week. You got anything, Drew? No. All right, I think that's it. We will talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye.